Welcome to our chapter and verse study of the book of Revelation. It's a video series that's going to help us beware and be aware of the events and the signs and the spirit of the times to be ready for that last day, the day of judgment. But while we wait to be blessed, to not be afraid, because we do belong to Jesus. Now, there are some criticisms and warnings given to this church at Laodicea. Revelation chapter 3 verse 17 says, Because you say, I am rich, and have gotten riches, and have need of nothing, and don't know that you are the wretched one, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. So you say you're rich, uh, and you don't know. So you're thinking one thing, but the reality is something totally different. You say that you're rich, but you don't know that you're wretched, you're miserable, you're poor, you're blind and naked. So there's this warnings, uh, these warnings given to uh, the church and specifically the leaders of the church about wealth, the pursuing of riches. Now you see it in Proverbs chapter 30, these words of wisdom. It says, uh, two things I've asked of you, O Lord, uh, don't deny me before I die. Remove far from me falsehood and lies. And then he says, give me neither poverty nor riches, Feed me with the food that is needful for me, lest I be full, deny you, and say, Who is the Lord? Or lest I be poor and steal, and so dishonor the name of my God. And so really the prayer is, don't give me too much. Uh, if, if I have too much, if I'm rich, I will forget about you, uh, that you are the only God from which I should call upon, uh, to, to whom I should call upon in every day of trouble. Don't give me too little so that then I am tempted to steal, but only give me my daily bread. Matthew chapter 6, Jesus speaks about these riches where he says, Don't lay up treasures for yourselves on the earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but rather lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust consume and where thieves don't break through and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And all throughout the Gospels, Jesus is uh, issuing these warnings about this desire, about our heart chasing after the treasures of this, this world, but rather store up treasures in heaven. Paul says to a young pastor, 1 Timothy chapter 5, he says, But godliness with contentment is great gain, for we brought nothing into the world, and we certainly can't carry anything out, but having food, and clothing, we will be content with that. But those who are determined to be rich, he says, fall into a temptation, a snare, many foolish and harmful lusts, such as drown men in ruin and destruction. And he says, for the love of money is a root. It's a root of all kinds of evil. He says, some have been led astray from the faith in their greed and have pierced themselves through with many sorrows. But you, he says, man of God, flee these things and follow after righteousness and godliness and faith and love, perseverance and gentleness. Now, so in Revelation chapter 3, it says, I know that you are rich, but, you know, uh, the reality is that you're poor. You're in this miserable condition, condition. So I counsel you to buy from me. Buy from me gold refined by fire that you may become rich. And get white garments. 
that you may clothe your clothe yourself, and that the shame of your nakedness may not be revealed. And I salve to anoint your eyes that you may see. And then he says, as many as I love, I reprove and chasten. Be zealous, therefore, and repent. So um, he says, I know, I know that you say that you are rich, but really the reality is that you need to buy from me. You need to buy from me all of the gifts that only I can give to you. And as children of God, we have that inheritance, don't we? Everything that belongs to our brother is given to us. Now, there is this call to hear and a promise given as well. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, then I will come into him and will dine with him and he with me. Now, again, think Old Testament. This is a direct reference to the Song of Songs, the song of the beloved and the one who is uh, is loved. And so the church is often referred to as the bride, and uh, the groom is referred to as Jesus, the Messiah. So, I was asleep, Song of Songs, chapter 5 says. I was asleep, but my heart was awake. It is the voice of my beloved who knocks, open to me. Open to me, my sister, my love, my dove, my undefiled. For my head is filled with dew and my hair with the dampness of the night. And so, again, you'll see that imagery all throughout the scripture of faithful husband uh, and his bride being the church and how he clothes this bride with white, his righteousness, and he prepares this place for his his bride. And so, uh, he knocks, the, the groom knocks at uh, the door. Revelation chapter 3, he who overcomes, I will give to him to sit down with me on my throne, as I also overcame and sat down with my father on his throne. And so he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. So this imagery, again, is uh, saturated all throughout the scriptures of sitting down, sitting down at the right hand of the Father. Um, We uh, sit down also with Jesus as we rule and reign in the kingdom. So Psalm 110, verse 1, speaks of Messiah. The Lord says to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool for your feet. So David says, the Lord, the heavenly father says to my Lord, the Messiah, sit at my right hand, sit at this place of authority until I make your enemies your footstool for your feet. If you read the book of Hebrews, you'll see this image of the Messiah, again, the great high priest sitting down at the right hand of God. So after he would offer the sacrifice, Hebrews chapter 10 says, when he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, this high priest sat down on the right hand of God, and from that time waiting until his enemies are made the footstool of his feet. And so uh, that's a direct reference to Psalm 110. That great resurrection chapter in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 says, But now Christ has been raised from the dead, and he became the first fruit of those who are asleep. For since death came by man, the resurrection of the dead also came by man. For as in Adam all die, so also in Christ will be made alive 
but each in his own order. Christ, the firstfruits, then those who are Christ's at his coming, and then the end comes when he will deliver up the kingdom of, of God to the Father, when he will have abolished all rule and all authority and power, for he must reign until he has put all his enemies under his feet. And the last enemy that will be abolished is death. So he sits at the right hand of the Father. Not a location, but rather the place of rule, the place of authority. And we are promised that we will sit with him as well. As we do right now, ruling as kingdom, as a kingdom of of priests. So the book of Revelation, specifically these letters to the churches, Revelation chapters 2 and 3, they have helped us beware and be aware of the events and the signs, the spirit of the times, to be ready for that last day, the day of the Lord's reappearance, the day of his judgment. And while we wait to be blessed, to not be afraid, because we do belong to Jesus. Jesus.